Welcome to Main Street Today, a podcast or what we describe as radio on demand. Music, lifestyle, business, sports, feel-good stories about you and where you live. I'm Devin O'Day, and I'll be your host for this shareable show. For more on each story, you can subscribe and visit us at MainStreetMediaTN.com. Follow us on Facebook and reach out to me if you have a story. Main Street Today starts now. The Insurance Man. In the 50s, he was pictured in a suit and tie with a briefcase and he went door to door. Today, insurance is sold by men and women in lots of different ways. Online, on a phone call, even through direct mail. But isn't it still best when you can drop into a place in your neighborhood and talk to someone you know? Someone who knows you. The old-fashioned door-to-door friendliness and care of yesterday with the technology of today is how John Bryan and the team at THW Insurance in Lebanon, Tennessee handles their daily. You know, my father, uh, T.A. Bryan, has been in the insurance business since I was born in 1962, I believe, is when he first got in the insurance industry. I was licensed, uh, wanted to follow in his footsteps in 1984. When Kim and I first were married in 88, I went to work for an insurance agency in town called Dodson Davis McClintock, which is uh, known as First Insurance Group. My insurance history dates back to the mid-80s. I have been involved in businesses um, throughout my adult career, being in the newspaper industry for years. My father and I dabbled in the uh, telephone business. We got into the commercial telephone system business. And uh, and then I had a, uh, a 10-year career in banking. So I was in commercial banking for 10 years. And I came back into the insurance industry a little bit over two years ago with uh, with THW. Rick Thorne and now the late Brownie Hall were a uh, and our dear friends of mine, and and we sold insurance together back in the 80s. And they asked me for years to come back with them, and and I'd kicked that can down the road a lot, and they took me to lunch one too many times. So uh, I made the move in um, 2018. Never looked back, and it's been a great decision. Just like doctors and medical all have specialties, so does insurance. There's not one stop shop for just insurance. We have some 17 employees here and we have personal lines which is your homeowners and automobile insurance. And we have those that uh, specialize in that. We have commercial insurance, which uh, businesses and and, uh, uh, municipalities, we we deal with a lot of utilities uh, in Middle Tennessee. We also do group benefits. We have uh, a few of us that, that work not exclusively in that, but it is a combination of working with their business insurance. We'll offer group benefits as well. Life insurance. So we are a one-stop shop. So we, we can do it all. We represent ARA plus rated companies, supplemental insurance from Medicare supplements to cancer policies, homeowners, life insurance, commercial, general liability, workers' comp, you name it, you can get it here at THW Insurance. When it comes to benefits that you offer employees, a lot of business owners don't even know really the scope of that. But you can actually walk a company through that and get them set up. Absolutely. You know, and benefits piece has has changed over the years. What employers can afford to offer employees back uh, 20 years ago even a lot of employers paid for that employee's part of the health insurance. If I was a single man and I was employed at ABC Company, my health insurance was paid for. Nowadays, you know, we're seeing employers that can't afford to pay, you know, much at all. We hope that they'll pay for 50% 
of the employee costs, but uh, the whole health insurance industry has changed dramatically. You can see it in the news every day. Cost for health insurance continues to rise, and then the cost of of getting care has continued to rise. So uh, that you've got to stay on top of and get some continuing education on. You know, that's something we deal with every day. Let's talk about health insurance for the individual. If that individual walks in, can you help them get something that is affordable if they don't have a lot of pre-existing issues? Blue Cross Blue Shield came back. They, they excluded Tennessee uh, for several years on their individual health policies, but now they're back in this market beginning January of this year where pre-existing conditions are taken care of. If you're young, it's, you know, it's, in, it's affordable. If you're my age, it's pricey an HSA plan, which is a health savings account. You can contribute to it, and it's tax-deductible and earns interest tax-free, and it rolls over to the next year. So if if you're, you know, getting to be my age, which I'm 57, I'm going to use health insurance today, next year, next year, next year, because I'm getting older. But but if if I'm throwing back $300 a month towards my deductible and use that money for my office visits and my prescriptions, then I'm ready if I do have a major illness and I go in the hospital and I have a $6,000 deductible. Well, I've got that money put back already. Uh, That's the world we're living in right now for individual health insurance. There are other vehicles out there. You can get on the uh, website and the government plan that's offered out there. It's limited in, in scope who you can go to, the providers that you can go to. We can guide you through that too. Uh, we don't charge you a dime. Come in and let us guide you through that process because we want to put you in the right product at the right price. Let's talk about homeowners insurance. When it comes to that, how do you make sure that you have enough homeowners? What we try to do is quote you the right amount of insurance at the right price. And, and there's a thing called replacement cost insurance. So if you've got a home that's valued at $100,000 and, uh, and you have a total loss uh, and you have replacement costs, a lot of policies will have 120% replacement cost value. So they'll give you a, up to $120,000 to rebuild it. Now, what's always a good idea is to take an inventory. You know, years ago, an older gentleman taught me uh, back when your video cameras used to carry them around on your shoulder, you know, the big old huge VHS tapes and such. Go through your house and do an inventory. Talk about your 1926 Queen Anne's lace uh, bedroom suit that your great-grandmother willed to you, you know, solid cherry. Uh, Talk about your uh, Sony 47-inch flat-screen TV, when you bought it, what you paid for it. Go through and do a walk-in inventory. Take that tape. Now you can do it on your phones. Store that thing up on the iCloud somewhere, and uh, that way you've got a pretty good evidence of what you had in your house. Go through your gun collection. Go through your jewelry. Uh, you know, jewelry is something that uh, most policies will have a specific amount of jewelry coverage. But if you have a, a $20,000 solitaire diamond ring valued at $20,000, you need to get it specifically endorsed on the policy so you, you can cover that thing in the event of loss or theft or, or it burns up in the fire. We'll communicate with you, uh, update your policy, and be on the lookout for other sources or resources to move your coverage to another company in the event that the company that you're with right now, their premium goes up. You know, we try to to be proactive on that stuff. So, you know, we're not pigeonholed into one specific company. We we represent um, a dozen or so companies. A guy in just the other day, we had him with a company for a couple of years. One year they went up 4%, which is norm, you know. But when they go up 
into double digits one year, and we get those notices at least 60 to 90 days out from policy renewal, we'll go ahead and shop that thing. And we got him in another company uh, equal to the amount he was paying, equal coverages, and even some more coverage that he didn't have previously for less money than he was paying two years ago. You know, insurance premiums and rates adjust. ABC company may be competitive this year, but they had a lot of claims in Tennessee or this area here, and so they're going to try to get some money back. So their their premiums may be higher the next year, where we can move them to another company. They can be more competitive. It's a constant competitive market that you've got to stay in touch with and stay in touch with your with your customer to let them know that you're you're shopping it for them. You know, a lot of times we'll have a, a customer or a would-be customer come in that's been with a certain company for 10 or 15 years, but we'll we'll go through their policy and, and, and quote it. You know, sometimes the best thing is for them to stay where they're at. You, you've got to do ultimately what's the best thing for the end user. That's what we try to do here at THW. You can call a 1-800 number and get in touch with somebody who doesn't know you, who can't see you. Here, you're not that. You have a face, a name, a person that you know that's in your neighborhood. You're the middleman for a lot of people, and it really helps to know the person and have them know you. And one thing my dad taught me years ago, with any insurance, your, your insurance is only as good as the agent sitting across from you, and that's true. We're the go-to guy. We're the guy who's going to call in that claim, make sure the adjuster follows up with you, that you're being treated the way that we would want to be treated. And that's that's a big part of it. It, it is about service. Uh, it's about uh, being responsive. And it's about uh, putting you with the best company that is financially strong and that are able to pay the claim when claim times come. There's nothing worse than you have no coverage because this insurance company has gone broke. That you don't want that to happen. And so we, we only deal with those type of companies that are that are A, A-plus rated. The cheapest is not always the best alternative? Absolutely. You get what you pay for in anything. If a company has a ultimately the lowest rate ever, uh, then you better make sure that it's apples to apples, that everything is the same. We've got added value to the customer insurance agent relationship. We bring something that others may not be able to bring to you. Uh, my customers have my cell phone. They know my email address. They know where I live. They know where I go to church. So, you know, we're accessible, and that's worth something. We check in with them. We may hear that there's a, a sickness in the family. We're going to check on them, not because it's a popular thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. I was raised that way, and that's the way the, the family here at THW has performed over the years. You know, they, and then they partnered with the late Richard Whitener back in the 1999 to form THW, Thorn Hall Whitener. Uh, all those guys that have always taken care of their customers, and uh, we lost Richard to cancer last year, and that was a shock to us all. And, and, uh, and then Brownie, the other uh, one that started the company, we lost him just last Friday after an eight-year battle with cancer. And so uh, we got uh, Rick Thorne is a partner. Judd Nave is a, is a partner. All in all, about 17 of us, uh, including those two guys, uh, that are still working hard and making sure that everybody's being taken care of with uh, relationships that Richard had and Brownie had with their customers. We're, we're picking up where they left off. We want to do that. We're going to make those guys proud. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. That's, that's really hard. 
I've watched that in my own life because there are people who stepped in when my dad left us in, in his agency. So that's the difference in a hometown agency. You're not a number, you're a name, you're a face, you're a family. How can people get in touch with you? We have two buildings right here on West Main Street. If you know where the public library is on West Main Street, we're basically right across the street. 321 West Main Street is the main office of uh, THW. Our commercial uh, division is housed next door. We're right there side by side each other. We have agents in specific locations of uh, Wilson Bank and Trust branches. We have two ladies that's uh, housed at the 623 West Main Street, uh, main office location of Wilson Bank and Trust. Uh, they primarily handle personal lines, homeowners, automobile insurance. We have an agent in um, one of the uh, Murfreesboro branches of Wilson Bank. We have one in Mount Juliet. Carl Raglan handles the uh, personal lines, management of all those folks. Does a great job, been with the company since uh, nearly the inception of the company, so it does a great job. But. Uh, you can reach us by calling 615-443-3849 on the web at thwins.com. That's thwins.com. THW Insurance is also a proud sponsor and a salute to our sports guru here at Main Street Media, Tommy Bryan, who is one of the newest inductees into the Tennessee Sports Writers Hall of Fame. John and Tommy are brothers, and we here at Main Street Media are proud of both of them. It's the Summer Smiles Contest from Main Street. Enter to win two nights at Gaylord Opryland Hotel and Resort, plus tickets to Soundways, Gaylord's premier indoor-outdoor water attraction. You'll have plenty to smile about when you enter the Summer Smiles Photo Contest presented by Delta Dental for a chance to win a family staycation prize package for four. In addition to the grand prize, entries will have a chance to win local prizes from area merchants. To enter, click on the camera icon on the contest tab at wilsonpost.com. Register and to upload your photo into the Summer Smiles Photo Gallery. Photo entries will be accepted through Thursday, August 20th. So hurry, the grand prize winner will be notified by email on or before Saturday, August 22nd. Summer Smiles, Delta Dental, Main Street Media. Enter today and let your smiles make us smile. Security, isn't that what everyone wants? How do you save money that amounts to what you will actually need when you get to retire? How do we navigate the troubled financial waters of a pandemic? Will Social Security be there when I need it? Those are just a few questions in this podcast with Wes Wood, financial radio show expert and financial advisor at Wood Financial. Let's start with Wes. The conversation begins with who is a good candidate for a financial advisor. Everybody's different. Every family, every household is different. Of course, some people are single, divorced, widowed, widower. And I have a lot of clients that have been married many, many years. And the husband is the CFO. He handles all the financial matters. And about the other half, I tell you, the um, wife handles all the financial affairs. So yeah, we, we kind of see it all. And being more of an educator when it comes to finances, I think is important to try to just teach and coach and to give them as much information so they can be educated to make sound financial decisions when it comes to their investing in their retirement. When is it the right time to get a financial advisor? Most of the time when somebody is working with us and, and hires us as a financial advisor, it's when they're about 10 years or so from retirement. 
or retired. That's kind of the sweet spot, if you will, is about 10 years away from retirement or in retirement, because that's when you're getting pretty close to that time of, of needing to use those funds and you need to make sure that you invest them properly for retirement, therefore not take too much risk. I think it's always a good idea to get financial advice and work with somebody, even if they're not managing your money, just giving you good financial advice. Folks that are just now out of college and working and younger and are, are 30 years from retirement, if they get good advice now and they start saving now and they become really good at it, putting 10% of their money away in their 401ks or retirement accounts, then they're going to be set up for life. Those days of working at one job your whole life, getting the watch and leaving at age 65 right. and getting your social security check, those kind of days aren't as dependable as they used to be. And every day we hear social security is not going to be there for you. So let's talk about planning as if we didn't have social security. So, and again, I'm isolating retirement because that's our, that's our niche. So the first thing you're going to want to do to make sure you're able to retire is determine how much income you're going to need. Easy way that I coach people how to do it. I call it the top down approach, not the bottom up approach. Bottom up means you just add up all your expenses, get to some number that you know you can live off of every month, and then you can figure out how much income you can derive from your investments to generate that income. The top-down approach, I think, is much more effective for most people. And what you do is you take your income you have coming in now from work, deduct some of those expenses you're not going to have when you're retired, like your 401k contributions, like your FICA taxes. Maybe you're going to pay off your house, house, so don't go ahead and take the mortgage off of that. Whatever you're left over with is really what you're accustomed to living off of now. And normally that's a good starting point. So once you have that number, then you want to back in to make sure you've got enough investments there to generate the income in the form of interest and dividend payments to cover that income and make sure that as you're taking the that income from the investments, you're not depleting the principal over time and potentially running out of money. So I, I think that's a great place to start. I will say with social security, I'm not one thinking that it's just going to go bankrupt. As a matter of fact, even if Congress sits on their hands and does absolutely nothing to reform it, the illustrations show us that there will be a reduction in social security benefits in the year 2035, and it'll reduce about 20%. So if you're getting $2,000 a month from social security, maybe it drops down to 1600 But as far as it actually going completely bankrupt and social security checks ending, I think that most baby boomers and folks that are close to retirement can count on social security over their lifetime. That's a comfort. But there's a term that I learned from you, Wes, and that is defensive investing. Tell me a little bit about that and what that actually means. Defensive investing is you know, making sure that you don't have too much risk, especially if you're close to retirement or in retirement. The problem with being too aggressive and playing too much offense, if you will, um, and being too much in growth is that you could lose a lot of money and it takes many, many years to recover. For instance, in the year 2000, when the market crashed, crash to the financial debacle, it took seven years to get back to even. The crash of 2007, when the markets went down because of the financial crashes, it took six years to break even. Those are huge chunks of time to recover. Now, if somebody's in their 20s and 30s and, and young and they're not going to retire for 25, 30 years, by all means, go with growth, be aggressive and try to make as much as you possibly can because you've got the time on your hands. But when you get closer to retirement, you really got to switch from offense growth months to more focusing on investing for income, which is more like defense, meaning protect what you have and generate your returns from the form of interest and dividend payments safer. At this point, just trying to win the ball game of life, not trying to run up the scoreboard anymore. If that 
if that makes sense. It does. It does. There are a lot of people who, especially listeners to us, that have, what I say, done the Dave. They've worked to get debt-free. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part in having the investments actually pay off because you're not paying a ton in finance charges every month and things like that. But when you have a financial advisor, fees are not one size fits all. Would you explain kind of how that works and how it differs a little bit from one financial advisor to another? Great question. Most people have no idea how much they're paying for their financial advice or have a management, which is wild to me. It's kind of like if you're at Target and you go pick up an item, maybe whatever it is, you go pick that item up. There's no price tag on it. You don't know what it is. You take it up to the registry, you ring it up. It doesn't say how much it is. And then the clerk just simply says, okay, hand your credit card over and I'm going to swipe it. And you don't even get a receipt. No idea how much that item costs. And when it comes to fees with investments, a lot of people kind of approach it that way is that they have no idea how much they're paying. And unfortunately, the client, a prospect, somebody that's, that uh, is investing could be paying a ton of money in unnecessary fees because they just don't know. It's always good to ask how much are you paying and they need to tell you. Now, in the investment industry, there's two different ways that investment advisors and brokers work. You have the brokerage side of the business and then you've got the fiduciary fee-based. The brokerage side of the business, every time there's a there's a move, there's a transaction, something that happens, it generates a, a commission or a fee when a transaction is made. So in a lot of cases in the brokerage world, there's it's more of a sales mentality. That that can create some bad apples in my opinion. I'm not saying that every every broker is bad. I'm just saying that it can because you know every time that a buy and a sell is made, it, it could generate a commission mission for that broker. So maybe there's more incentive to buy and sell more for for no reason. The other way to invest, which I really like, and we do 90% of our money in more the fiduciary fee-based side, where it's just charging a fee on the account. And no matter how many transactions are made, there's no other charges or commissions that are charged to clients. All it is is fee-based. So imagine if the fee is, I'm just going to use 1% uh, per year, that puts a fiduciary advisor, which means best interest advisor, on the same side of the table as their clients. Because if that account does better, not only are the clients doing better, but the advisors are doing better. So you got the broker on one side, that's more of like salesy, if you will, and wanting to sell more stuff. And then you've got the fiduciary fee-based side, which I think is more of an investment advisor, which I have obviously prefer the fiduciary end of it. That really makes good sense. If the only way they make money is to keep selling you things, maybe yeah. your financial interest may not be paramount. I encourage everybody to go to the woodfinancialgroup.net resources page because there are all sorts of things that can help you. And there's an article that talks about the bucket list, but for that, you need a bucket plan. When you're looking at a bucket plan, if you will, you got to have your buckets of money that you need for different things. I want to know that every dollar has a purpose. And if we can determine what the purpose of that money is, then we need to put it into that particular bucket. For instance, um, I have some clients that will tell me, you know, hey, Wes, I've saved up all this money in these retirement accounts. And the purpose of this money is to take a huge chunk out and buy a vacation home down in Florida and spend half my year down there. Okay, then we need to invest it in that sort of way or in that bucket, if you will. Then there's other clients that will say, well, the purpose of this money that's in this 401k or this IRA is to be there to help supplement my income in retirement. So we want to 
have that money invested in that type of bucket, if you will. And I have clients that have several different buckets. Maybe they need some short-term liquidity. They need to have some money sitting there to buy that vacation home one day. And then they've got the other bucket of money to be there to generate income and retirement. But once you've labeled those dollars, then you can invest them properly in the right way. You have a very visual way of describing things. I think in terms of containers. In my head, when I when I start separating, okay, here's my to-do list. Here's this bucket. Yeah. Here's this container. Well, the bucket analogy works really great for me. But what I also have learned from you is that I need help. This is not something that is intuitive to most people because sometimes as people start talking about finances, we hear Charlie Brown's teacher in our head. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's really good to have someone who can explain it, who can help navigate it. I have known friends who said, I'm going to go start investing in stocks and they get their little E-Trade account and they start gambling. It's just like going to Vegas if you don't know what you're doing. Okay, now I will say on that end, I have met a lot of folks, do-it-yourselfers, that are doing a wonderful job, enjoy it, do the research. I've seen a lot of people that have really trained themselves on it and become very proficient at it. But most people really don't want to have the hassle of that. And unfortunately, a lot of individual investors that manage their own accounts make a lot of emotional decisions with their money, meaning as soon as things get a little bit choppy out there, they may freak out and sell. Or they start buying at the top of the market, as an example, if they're buying stocks. It's a lot of emotional investors. There's a ton of research on the individual investor making emotional decisions and how they way underperformed. Even the safest instruments like CDs and stuff out there made much less money than even just a simple bank account because they're making a lot of emotional decisions. I like the idea, of course, of, of hiring an advisor to be that quarterback for you and not to make emotional decisions, but logical decisions with your coordination as a client with your money. It, it seems to me that most people that have had advisors that really look out for their best interest have as a percentage far exceeded those that try to do it all on their own or maybe hire the wrong people. We are in a very volatile time and you have an entire show collection dedicated to the COVID-19 market. Right. So tell me a little bit about how we get through the fears of right now. Are we going to be okay? You know, I'm a big believer. I love the United States. I love our economy. I love everything about our country, but I tell you, I never want to live anywhere else, but uh, I got I got to say right now, I am concerned that the markets are overpriced and we're probably due for another leg down or two. And now this is some crystal ball thinking here, but if you look at the economy, if you look at how bad the economy is, it's, it's in, in bad shape. Unemployment is getting very, very high. Uh, the numbers are getting bad. Businesses are actually shutting down and not reopening. If you look at the gross domestic product, which is a measurement of how much output that our economy is doing, we're going to see some of the largest reductions in our GDP, negative numbers, recession numbers that compare to the Great Depression of the 20s. Our grandparents or great-grandparents lived through. Somehow, the market is not reflecting that right now. My stance is that, heck, if you're just a 10 years away from retirement or in retirement, you really want to make sure that you do not have too much risk in your portfolio. Because again, when we see the next drop down in the market, it's probably going to be pretty substantial and going to take years to recover from. Now, I do believe eventually we're going to be fine, but I think it's going to be years before we really get out from under this. And the government, the Federal Reserve is not going to be there to always just bail us out every single time. And when they start stop writing those checks, it's really going to have a profound impact on the markets and probably a big a correction or drawdown that's going to take years to recover.
I hate to be a pessimist on it, but I just want to be realistic. At this point, instead of being so growth oriented, just making simple shifts to more focus on uh, income, uh, investing for more conservative, I think is a good fit for those folks that are close to retirement. Well, for people who are interested in those conservative moves to protect what you've got, because that's where I am, that's where a lot of folks are, how do people get in touch with you? You can listen to our radio show, Retirement Income Show. It's on uh, AM 1510 at noon on Saturdays, as well as 98.3. You can also go to our website, Wood Financial Group. Net and uh, give us a call. I've got uh, me and a couple other advisors here that uh, keep some, some openings in our calendars throughout the weeks uh, in between client reviews and other matters. Always happy to uh, schedule a phone call. 826-5749. You can call us, schedule a phone call with us. We don't charge for that that uh, initial consultation and happy to see if we can help serve you. Wes Wood of Wood Financial is not only an expert in planning a safe financial future for his clients, he's also a radio host with the Retirement Income Show, filled with advice and answering listener questions on 1510 WLAC. It can be streamed at WLAC.com or at Talk Radio 98.3 via iHeart, each Saturday, noon to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Previous shows are archived on the show website, theretirementincomeshow.net. For all of Wood Financial's contact information and links, just check out the show notes to this podcast. I'm Devin O'Day. One of the things we've probably taken for granted is good old-fashioned communication. There's no one way to reach people. So we here at Main Street are communicating through every means possible to make the messages of our hometown accessible. So whether it's a Facebook video, online news, our traditional newspapers available in newsstands or for an unbelievably affordable subscription price or here in our podcast, something we like to call Radio On Demand. You can follow us, you can subscribe, you can even clip an article and send it to someone in the mail. We are your hometown. We are your main street. And don't forget to share.